0: Welcome to From the Factory Floor, the Football Factory Podcast. I'm Stephen Carwoods, And tonight on our Chicago special, which has nothing to do with Chicago, by the way, we know that Conte is the magic man, Mourinho is just a bad man, and Claudio Ranieri is totally the man. So sit back, relax, and Ozil could be your man. It's time for From the Factory Floor. Uh, joining us tonight for the Chicago Cubs... Cleveland Indians special, because neither one of us are watching the World Series. Because, uh, Jason Slavsky, hello, Jason. How you doing, Steve? I'm um, grand, fucking grand. Um,
1: Your Halloween was that good, huh?
0: Yeah, no, Halloween was well. I have a kid. I have a I have a six-year-old. Yeah. So, so Halloween is is definitely great because. Um, you get to eat all their candy, and they don't notice it because he's not old, quite old enough to count yet. You know, no, yeah. I mean he counts; he counts fine, um, but he doesn't count his candy yet. Particularly as an only child, he's not thinking anybody's swiping it. Little does <laughs> he know that daddy is engaging in quality parenting. So, yeah,
1: um, <laughs> oh, good.
0: So, listen, this is going to be, I think, the Man United special, anyway, because you've been vacationing in uh, Disney or wherever you've been. And yes, I have. We haven't had you for a couple of weeks, and the timing is perfect. Um, two things. Every once in a while, as as li- regular listeners of the podcast will know, I love nothing better than to say, "See, I was right." Um, and there are two I was rights now. One, the first I was right is Zlatan is not all that, and I I don't want to say that I I I said right from the beginning that. I thought Zlatan was not this great savior that a lot of United fans thought he was, but also that he wasn't by himself. He wasn't the answer. And then he proved me wrong the first few weeks of the season, the first month and a half of the season, by basically tearing the league apart. Um, but now he's, he's slowed down a little bit. And I think, I, I, would you agree that it's, a, it's more than anything, it's really just his age showing a little bit?
1: It's a little bit of that because, I mean, he was never the speaker merchant to begin with uh, but I'm I also just, think you, you know United has not given United has not giving uh you know there has been another threat and, it, and it's easier to put two guys on them' knowing that you know and, and there's no one else that's gonna you know score goals either right I mean um but this is a side that is it is hard to
0: tell and this takes us into the uh, this takes us into part two of my I was right and this one I never gave up on. Mourinho is not the guy for this job. I and now we learn. I think he's lost it. I think he's lost his touch. Uh, but regardless, whether he's lost his touch or not, he is absolutely not the guy for this United. For 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 United, he's not the guy, and he's showing it. He is. Uh, I was thinking this, but it was said on the Guardian podcast a couple of days ago. Um, one of the writers actually wrote was saying that. We're already in year three of, of Jose's reign at United. This is year three. You know he's. Uh, I mean, let's start the. the, the let's start with Mikatarian. and I realize that Mkhitaryan's in the team for tomorrow for the for the for the Europa League. But there is no good explanation for Mikatarian. There is no good explanation for what he's done to Bastian Schweinsteiger. There is. No good explanation for still for the way he plays Mata, even though he seems to be a little bit better with him. Um, Talk me down from my Mourinho ledge, prove me wrong.
1: Well, like, I mean, the the results speak for itself, I think. So I'm not going to prove uh, you wrong, but I would say that I agree with you. Schweinsteiger was not handled in the uh, nicest way possible, and even now you could see, even in his comments um, today, I think, or a couple of days ago, I read him today, buddy, that he even said that it was it was the human thing to do was to bring Schweinsteiger back into the first team, which I don't know really. I think the human thing to do from the beginning was to plot with the Swiss to actually train with the first team. Uh, the Mkhitaryan thing is uh, is a mind-boggling because he was actually if we if we got to discuss the the Burnley game. He is, I would say, besides him and Martial, the only two dynamic players on this team that could either, A, as Mkhitaryan could do, provide the ball uh, to maybe Zlatan. And then the other thing would be to, as Martial would be, to take people on and create space for Zlatan. And those two players for the last, well, Mkhitaryan for the last, whatever, month, three, two months, and Mar- Martial, the last two weeks have been nowhere to be found. Not even on the 18, which to me is to me is mind-boggling. On that, and then Mata. Yeah, I think Mata, he's he's done right by Mata. Mata seems very happy, but it's Juan Mata. He never he seems he's always happy. Um, and he says he makes Mourinho is making him feel important this time around. Uh, but I I would say that yeah, it seems like it's year three for Mourinho. But let's let's just hold out hope still. Uh, as far as let's. No, I, I don't think he's on the firing block. Let's just back up the truck a little bit on that. Um, I was talking to someone over the weekend, and I think the major thing is going to be, we always say it, but for United, it's going to be that that holiday period. Because if you look at the fixture list, coming in that holiday period, you have Sutherland, you have Middlesbrough, and you have West Ham. And those three teams have not played well at all this year. Those are bottom half teams right now. And I would think you would hope to get nine out of nine, and then you see where you are when February comes along. Hopefully, you're in Champions League. Because let's, let's 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 be frank. This team is heading for fourth, the highest. This is right now. This is what they are. And Marino's going to need Champions League. And if he doesn't have, and if he's not going to be in Champions League zone, he's going to have to take Europa very seriously. And he could say what he wants about that. We don't want to be in Europa. But the fact of the matter is, if you're in February and you're knockout stages. And you know, nowhere near Champions League, you have to you have to prioritize, and that has to be the goal: is to get into Champions League, no matter what, through Europa or through fourth place. Um,
0: the you know, there are some tough, tough matches coming up for United, um, and they're they're interspersed over the next month and a half. But I think a couple of key matches that you've got to look at, obviously Arsenal coming. Um, you know, Arsenal, Man United are an Arsenal bogey team, and no matter how good Arsenal are at a moment, and no matter how poorly Man United are playing, much like Chelsea, uh, I will I will commit the cardinal sin and speak for my fellow Arsenal fans. We we are not surprised if we lose those matches, um, but if 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 Arsenal you know play well at Old Trafford. And then you have not even a month later, you have Tottenham going to Old Trafford. Um, so even with those easy easy matches spread in there, and, and you man, you you do have them. I mean, um, you know, Sunderland, Sunderland and Middlesbrough as your you know as basically your Christmas New Year's matches are, are is not bad. Um, Even West Ham, uh, you know, you you never know which West Ham you're going to play, but you're playing them at home, which is always, at this point, better with West Ham. Um, But you get some spankings from Arsenal and or Tottenham, and and the Heat's going to still be on him. Uh, You know, the expectations are so much higher with the United manager, and particularly with Jose. And I think with the craziness that he's been engaging in, uh, you know, the, 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 you know, getting sent to the stands—it's—it is—it's a distraction, and it's a. When he was at Chelsea, here's my here's my thinking on this, and I, I'm sorry I'm rambling. No. When he was at Chelsea and he got into the craziness with the referees, it was to draw attention away from the players. In a way, now he's almost putting attention back onto the players, by saying it's it's their inconsistent play that's making him lash out like this. And they they can't be happy about this. Do you think that the, you know they're happy about, or they, or that do you think that do you think it affects them, all all the charges from the FA? Um, uh,
1: I may, maybe the charges because there's I mean look at what Fergie has done too in the past. I mean remember when he had a touchline when he got sent that well, what was a touchline band and he was up in the uh, the high rises and they and they had a phone built in from on the bench. And you know, I mean, and and him, and, and Fergie as well as calling out reps on BBC and you know and calling, you know, what was his name? Uh, I can't that ref, Phil Down name calling him fat and all and not and fit. I mean, Fergie has done this stuff. Uh, I think he gets he I think he did it later on and, and he got his credit because he's won so many, yeah, he so was much the, for United. In the
0: league when he was doing that, there's exactly difference. there's a guy playing the mastermind games. Mourinho's yes. just losing the plot.
1: He, he I don't know what he is. I don't know what he's thinking. Uh what he, I think he's actually trying not to do all this and I think his his personality somehow comes out. Yeah. yeah. And, and and I think he's actually really, really trying not to be a distraction. And um and this you know, and they hear things through the players. I, I don't know what the players are thinking. I mean you we we don't know we don't know what they're really thinking.
0: Yeah. I, I guess we. I mean, look, they'll give him a. The players are going to give him some time, but uh, you know, I think in a weird way, Zlatan not. Zlatan, well, I don't know. I was going to say, I think Zlatan not playing great might be keeping Zlatan a little quiet in the locker room. But it's it's Ibrahimovic. Who the hell knows what he's thinking? But yeah, I mean, it's going to happen very quickly. I think if if the team selection keeps going like this, where it's like, what the hell are you doing? You know, like, and that's yep. what happened to him at Chelsea, where it was like, he was sticking with guys who were not performing. And players who were doing well were like, what am I got to do here? Um, so, it'll be interesting. And, you know, look, going to Turkey is not easy. Uh, no. You know, and then to come back, at least you come back and you get to play Swansea. So, it's... Uh, you know, maybe what?
1: He just. Yeah, no, sorry, he No, I
0: was gonna say maybe he just doesn't want to face Bob Bradley.
1: Yeah, well, I was gonna say what happened? What happens if United win four nil and he's nowhere to be found in the stands?
0: Well, that's the.
1: Uh... <laughs> what are the players gonna think now? I
0: mean, I don't know, but I was just a joke on that one. But... I know, but here's here's my question to you: What if Swansea wins?
1: You know, you would think Swansea's do, and it would be it would I would not be a surprise if it was if it was um, if they if they if they beat us. Uh, nothing is like I've been saying. I think I've been saying it for over a year. Nothing surprises me anymore. Even though as a United fan, you go in there with the expectation of winning, and you should be beating a team like Swansea and Burnley. Uh, but you know, so it's this is the this is the step back from from the Fergie days, and when you, when you when a game you see last week and there's teams that have bunk. Down and this and the and the, and we've seen this games before for United and you know in that 85th minute they just get a goal and they win one nil and and you hear them this is the heart of a champion they get the points what champ they got championship points and and uh, points when they when they they got points to uh, uh they, what I'm trying to say is they got points that they shouldn't have gotten and that was what champion teams do right and right. and they don't and they just don't and then I think that that is what you're missing when you lost for when you lost Fergie you miss that. That uh, that that you know, never say die attitude, and those were, and the never say die attitude led to getting those points in the eighty fifth, in the 86th, in the 87th. Those have been too. Those have not come as uh, uh that, those have not car come far. Well, not a lot of them this since he left. So, um, are the players trying? Yes, they're still trying. I think the attitude is still there. It's just the results aren't there.
0: Yeah. No. Listen, I'm not. I am not ready to rip on the the United players. I think that they, you know, look, the performance against Burnley was. Uh, they didn't have the finish, but, you know, no, everybody was, was putting in the effort. You have to, um, you know, you I, think to, I, I don't, I, I'm not ready. Uh, I, you know, Rooney's done. So send him on his way. But, I, I you know, the thing that just keeps coming back to me is, like you say, you know, you, you have a problem with, with that kind of explosiveness. You're missing that explosiveness. And there's Mkhitaryan, you know, like... Yeah. The the Bundesliga's best player last year, by a, by a pretty good measure. And, you know, he can't find a way into the side. I mean, and it's not... None of us are hearing that he doesn't look good in training. We know that he was coming off the injury when the season started, but at this point now, it's... You know, it's almost like Mourinho's got a point to prove, and I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I have to say, I don't know what disadvantage. Don't let him screw this season up. I mean, honestly, if if he hasn't turned it around by January, and I mean, turned it around, um, it's give Ryan Giggs a ball. You know. It's it's just time. You've got a couple of guys there, um, mm-hmm. who are ready to take over, who are united through and through, and and it's time to at least give them their shot. And if Mourinho's not working now, he's not gonna get he's not gonna get better. I, I mean, you never need to give him a few months. But this isn't a guy who has to get used to the league. This isn't a guy who has to get used to talking to English, you know, English players, dealing with the media. This guy should be plug and play, and he's. Mm-hmm. He's bad. He's, look, he's bad. He's doing a very bad job. He's a bad, bad man. Um, he, surprisingly bad, and I think nobody's saying that, but he's doing a surprisingly bad job. And uh, Mark, Ryan Giggs, I, he's right there. He's right there. And you know what? He's, he's earned the chance, and
1: uh, that's just me. I mean, yeah. Even I, 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 yeah. There's things I don't know what he's doing as far as playing constantly Fellaini and putting Memphis in that 18 and benching him and then playing him off for 10 minutes. I don't know what he's trying to accomplish there with those two players. I don't know if these. I don't know if he's trying to play these guys and hopefully they play well and and he could sell them in January and get some sort of value back. I don't know what he's thinking on those two players in general because you had those two guys on the 18 last week. And then you have Mkhitaryan, Martial, not even nowhere to be found on there. Yeah. Um, and those two players should be either starting or on the bench to give that, like I said before, that dynamic sub or that dynamic attack in the team.
0: Yeah, it's, well, look, I'm, 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 it's entirely possible I'm overreacting. It's entirely likely I'm overreacting. But I, I actually think that we're not really saying just how poor a job Mourinho is doing. Um, this is a guy who's, there's nothing that he's, that he was, I never thought he was the right guy for this job. I always thought that he's too emotionally volatile, that he could never settle into what it takes, you know, and you break, you, you know, you raise a very interesting point. Sir Alex was always getting into trouble with the FA, always getting into trouble with the refs, always, you know, yapping with opposing managers, but he was doing it He was the master. He was the guy who was, you know, moving all the chess pieces. Mourinho is, you know, uh, Sir Alex was proactive. Mourinho is reactive. And Mm -hmm. he is, it is is a stark contrast when you compare him to Sir Alex, to what he's doing now. And I think that he's not, I don't think, this is it. This is as good as he gets. He's not going to get more used to the side. It's, and already, and by the way, I read today he's—I forget who it was—he's—he's—he's he's, he's asking the board for a fifty million pound player.
1: Yes. You know, that's I right. mean, it's like the Madrid guy.
0: Yeah, it's like that's his—that was his answer to everything at, at Chelsea. You got Mkhitaryan, what? You got a guy that you're not using who is brilliant. So, uh, we're gonna—we're gonna have to see. Uh, yeah.
1: And just a reminder: if Manchester, if United does not get Champions League after this year, the Adidas contract gets cut in half by get cut by 10%. Really? Yes. Oh,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm. Look, I'm not saying Giggs is is the savior. What I'm saying is, Giggs can't do any worse. And at least he comes in and he's Mister United. And he, he, look, you know, as an Arsenal fan, when Sir Alex was there, we loved to take the piss. But the truth of the matter is, you know, there are clubs with not just tradition every most of the most of the clubs in, in in England have tradition i'm not downplaying that but I'm, there's this different there's that winning tradition there's that winning ideal there's that culture that transcends the game almost and there are, are very few clubs that have that united certainly has that liverpool certainly has that i'd say you know on a good day arsenal spurs uh west ham have that uh but but really, like other than Liverpool, certainly nobody more than the United. And you know, it, it's it's been lost. It's been lost. Moyes did his best. Uh, he was undercut by the by the by the owner by the uh, executives uh, at the club. Van Hall is was not the guy, and and Mourinho has not adjusted the way that he he. I'm sure he promised them he would. But like you say, we'll know. We'll know by the end of December. We'll know after
1: the festive period. There's,
0: I don't think there's any question. Uh, we'll know. Yeah, there
1: has to be some sort of movement. There has to be in fifth place with yeah. you know, you know, five points back or four points back to to uh, see where because then because then because you know the the boo birds have not uh, come yet at Old Trafford yet. So if you, you says that you'll start seeing it. like unlike last year where you heard it constantly at, at halftime. Yeah, but uh, I think that's because I think that's because the players
0: are working so hard, and and it's and again and it's not that that Mourinho has them playing in a, a system that's not that's not the right system, either. It's that he doesn't have quite the right personnel in for that system, and like you say, Fellaini remains this great great, brillo headed mystery. Like, why is he there? Um, You know, he was, he was, you know, it's funny, Fellaini, and and, because he's a good player, he was Louis Van Gaal's downfall, and now he's going to be Jose Mourinho's downfall.
1: It is kind of funny, because I don't know, I mean, the running joke I always have is, what what photos does Fellaini have on all these managers? Does he have anything to, uh, that's, uh, you know, Donald Trump-esque that we don't know about? Yeah.
0: Um,
1: Anyway. Anything yeah. else we got to talk about with United? Uh, I guess we don't want to talk about Mark Clattenburg's per- per- performance, huh? On on Saturday, giving they've been out Ironically, cards for listen, slipping. I'm sorry, giving giving yellow cards and sending people off for slipping on the turf.
0: You know the irony is that the call that Mourinho that Mourinho get, got Mourinho sent off was actually a really good call. That was a really good call, and and I think. It wasn't a mistake. You know, like sometimes, wow, he made a good call. But it's like, yeah, yeah, but he actually couldn't possibly have seen it. This was a good call. But, yeah, I mean, the second one in particular, it would – if it had been – it was one of those for the neutral, or if you don't like United, you're like, well, it was, just, it was a yellow. But if you're a United fan, uh, you know, that was a very, very hard – He, he. So pulled out of it. I mean, I know you want. It, why would you ruin the game like that? Mm-hmm. Um, I I like Clattenberg. I think he's I think he's become one of the best English refs. And I remember when he started, and he was a disaster. But he pretty much makes at least two bad, really abysmally bad calls a, a match now.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's my whole point. I mean, the first one that, like you said, Marino, you know, I. I so the replay looked like it was either you're gonna either gonna call a trip, or you're gonna call a dive. I thought it had to be something. It can't couldn't it be. I made the most just, out of it. Yeah, I would think you would give him maybe a dive on a yellow on that, but I and then then you give the then you give the second yellow to Herrera on the slip, and then I'm you give him that which is shouldn't have happened. But then maybe what three four minutes later you have a guy who gets you know tackled in the box and call a no call.
0: Yeah, that one—he he
1: got sandwiched. That should have been a penalty.
0: Yeah, that wasn't that one. You're right. That one was a mystery. Um,
1: I, so that's I, my whole point about that. Was yeah, inconsistent. No, there,
0: I'm gonna give you that one. Klanberg did not have. Yeah, he definitely didn't have a good match. And also, I think that his assistants are not let him down a lot. Also, um, you know the, the yeah. you know we keep saying it. The speed that the game moves at now, the assistants need to be more than just linesmen, and that's why they're called assistant referees now. Um, sometimes they're not on the ball and i think this one this was 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 definitely a case of that uh i as we talk about underachieving let us go to spurs next um you know they had their uh, they had their champions league match today and lost at home to leverkusen which is uh kind of kind of shocking uh you know everybody uh, everybody, I think, knows that it. it's kind of shocking, um, but but more than that, the, you know, they had the one-one draw with Leicester. Um, they went out of the the EFL Cup and they drew to Bournemouth. This is a side that it it just they're going back to being Spursy again, aren't they? Last season they weren't. Even towards the end, I'll defend them vigorously. What happened to them at the end of the season was they just ran out of gas. They ran out of gas. Now they're Spursy again. You know they're just not showing up. The talent is all still there. Pochettino is sending them out to win, but there's just what is it that it, it it it's first they don't seem to miss Kane. Now they desperately miss Kane. I can't quite figure out this this Spurs team.
1: I mean I, I think the Spurs I mean the great the great analogy I like to call the Spurs they're like the New York Jets. They're so inconsistent at. They're so great at times and they can be so bad at times. There's no in between their average or something like that. And I think now you I, I think now you've seen how much Harry Kane means to this team because yeah for a couple of weeks you know you have the players or 3 weeks that 3 week span where Son was scoring all those goals right. and you had you know they they wanted to prove when you, they hear the media they, these players listen to the media or they read the papers they even though they say they don't they want to hear they don't want to they don't want to hear that that you know this you know this team is a one trick pony and they only have Harry Kane now it's doom and gloom they they, they played up for the that for that, those 3 weeks but now you slowly see like you say you see the scores it's 1-1 one, one, it's nil it's nil nil. these aren't 3-3 three, three games or 4-3 games they're winning or losing these are games where they're not scoring at all and looking bad doing it.
0: Yeah, it's. I mean, I think that's really the issue that's going on is that they just look, um, you know, against Leicester. Leicester, or we'll talk a little bit about Leicester, but Leicester, who look like they're kind of fine in their feet again, um, it's, it's just so surprising. I mean, they had, I'm looking at the stats now, Spurs had 64% possession, 22 shots. 22 shots, five of them on target. Mm-hmm. They just, you know, uh, there's something about there's just something about them. By the way, I, I as far as the Champions League shit goes, that's playing at Wembley. I, I I mean, it's as simple as that. It's I know they're bringing the largest crowds ever there, but it doesn't matter. Um, I, I say that because I have seen only one Champions League match, and it was Arsenal Barcelona at Wembley the old Wembley and mm-hmm. you when you're not playing in your stadium you know Wembley is is it's just not the place and I think that has a lot to do with it but
1: uh, you know because yeah, also you don't have your true fans there either you have you know the people who don't go to games and they live in London they're like oh let's go to a game because they can fill 80,000 70,000 yeah. people yeah. extra there yeah. so they're getting an extra they're probably getting an extra maybe 20,000 people that are not Spurs fans. Yeah, They're just are. there to watch the game, and and you miss that atmosphere. And sometimes you need that extra pick up when you're when you're when you're down in a, in a game, and the fans are roaring and say, "Well, oh, let's you know inspire you on." There's no inspire inspiration there right now from the fan goes as far as uh, Champions League goes for them.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it is interesting. I uh, I mean, now the flip side of that is that if I'm not mistaken, bespeak- Spurs are still undefeated.
1: Uh, are yeah. they? Yeah,
0: still undefeated.
1: Okay. I, um, I, I mean, I, in the league. I, in the league, yeah, I I I know that. I know, I know, I know they have a uh, a really good goal differential. I think they only given up like four or five goals no. this year. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 their defense has been up to task.
0: Um, they're yes, but they have they've well they've scored they've they've only let in eight. Uh, uh, five, but they've only scored fourteen. So I yeah. mean, look, we're we're we sounding the death knell for Spurs way too soon because Kane is coming back. He's coming back this weekend, probably for the North London Derby. Surprise, and, surprise, right? You know, um, you know, and then it's questionable how effective he'll be. But he he does look. He gets up for the he gets up for Arsenal. So I expect him. This is going to be a hard, a very hard match for Arsenal, but. Yeah, I mean they're just not scoring and I don't know that Kane is going to give you enough goals to compensate. Um you know, and that's the tricky thing here is they are undefeated and they're on you know, they're on 20 points. They're in 5th place yeah. undefeated. That's there's quite a few draws in there. And they got to start winning. They got to start winning more and it's going to be interesting to see um it's going to be interesting to see what happens once once Kane comes back because he's the he's the you know he's the straw that stirs the drink here, I think is uh, is fair to say. Uh, but, yes. But but yeah. my God, Arsenal, West Ham, away at Monaco, and then Chelsea at home, <coughs> Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. <coughs> Man, that is that is not that is you know that is. Three derbies and a ch- and an away Champions League match. That sucks. That is not that somebody's having a laugh with them. Yeah. But and then again, if they get, that, get six, if they get six or seven points, everything's right in their world.
1: Yeah, they'll have enough. They'll well. This, this is where they need to create a gap, right? They they've never actually created true gaps of between. Their, whether they were second from third to fourth, whether they were first at times, they never created a gap when they have the opportunity. Now they have an opportunity to create a gap where it, maybe at the end, when they do go in a little spiral that the the damage is minimal because they had such a big gap as well. But also, you know, that champions league, you look at their group, they, I mean that champions league is pretty much sewed up. You know, it's it's only the difference between who comes in first and who comes in second there. So if, if they're saying play, that they're
0: they're not making it. They're not going through the
1: you know, for Arsenal I mean they they are on 10 points PSG's oh, yeah, on no, 10 they're points they're that, that, that group is that 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 group is locked up it's just yeah. a matter of who comes in first who comes in second that's what i'm saying yeah. so maybe that that game you could maybe you want to not play your top guys and look to the EPL and manage that way uh you know sometimes the anger does that and he, and it does bite him in the butt a little yeah. bit you know you, you know maybe this year they went <laughs> you know no no Arsenal they win the group in the Champions League and then Barcelona comes in second and they play Barcelona you know they always get you know kind of bad luck when it comes to the draws on Champions League, but I think you have to look at it that way. I think banger has to look at it that way. Is this is a, an opportunity to create some sort of gap with Chelsea there playing? Um, I mean West Ham. I know it's a derby, but I mean, are we taking West Ham really seriously at all right now?
0: No, I mean they're so unbelievably inconsistent. Other than as a spoiler, I mean they have the quality to be. A, they have the quality to beat anybody on their day. Um, I mean, and really like, I know anybody can beat it, but, but like West Ham, you got to worry, are they going to play today? But I mean, they're just so, they, they just have such problems at home. I mean, this, that, yeah. that stadium is just, a, that, that stadium is turning into an albatross for them. Um,
1: uh, and they're complaining about ticket prices. The so owners or someone's complaining about it. So I don't know what's going on over there. They,
0: they, they always got something to complain about. <laughs>
1: hammers. Um,
0: paying two and a half million pounds. What is it? Two and a half million pounds a year rent. Yeah. Fucking London is losing – losing <laughs> like it's what did they say? 20 million pounds a year they're losing on that or more. On the seating, they're and I, losing 20 million. Something crazy.
1: Yeah, I think their tickets are between 51 and 63 pounds or something like that
0: it should take for us. West End. <gasps> Who uh,
1: – I'm bored. You see? I'm
0: so fucking bored of West End. <laughs> West End. God, some, what is, there's going to be a hammer who's going to kick my ass. I've always said they're the only – they were the only supporters in the in the Premier League. They honestly. I mean, not that they're horrible people. I, I I I know a few of them. They're nice, but I'm afraid of them. Like them, I'm afraid of. They're fucking. Well, they're fucking crazy. With, I mean, like the crazy, balls? good crazy. Like, but I'm I'm I am suitably afraid of them. Um, do we need to say anything else about Leicester, um, other than you know? they keep rolling in the champions league. Yep. They and they do they do look to be finding that that they do look to be finding their footing. Um, the match against uh, the match against Spurs and obviously the match against uh, Crystal Palace. Um, you know, they seem to finally be figuring out how to fill that Conte, that that Kanté sized hole.
1: Yeah, they they still have been – and I think the whole is – I mean, they're still giving up a lot of shots uh, in the games as well. I think I sort of some stat that this is the fourth straight game, even including today for the Champions League, that a team has shot – has 10 or more shots on uh, – not on net, but – yeah, on net. We'll say on net, not on target, but that they had. So um, I, I don't think they're playing anything different. It's just last year was just one of those magical runs, and they – they got wins when they when they shouldn't have, and uh, they uh, and they didn't lose, they, and they drew when they had to on certain on certain games. Um, but nothing really more to add to them, right? I think.
0: Yeah, I yeah I, I mean, and, oh, and also but we, but we have to recognize um, that Claudio Ranieri is uh, is in for uh, manager of the year and uh, on the FIFA shortlist. I, I don't see how anybody. I mean, the fact that he did it has kind of, in a weird way, cheapened the fact that he did it. It's, it, it's. It, we've we've forgotten just how amazing it was what he did last year, and that was him. I mean, I know I, I'm not I, the players played, but that was him. That that that, you know, that title, and I don't see how you give it, you know, Coach of the Year to anybody else.
1: I mean, if he doesn't win it unanimously, then there's, there's something wrong. Yeah,
0: seriously. Then, seriously.
1: Yeah, then, yeah. Unless, like, some guy from Tahiti, you know, because I think he gets a vote or something, and he'll, like, get, you know, picks like, some, like, Cristiano Ronaldo as the manager because he, <laughs> he, he won Euros or something crazy he will see, you know, something crazy. But, yeah, he should he, Yeah, he should be honored, I think. I mean, like you said, I think I think we've hit this story and we talked about this story enough. I mean, they are truly the greatest Cinderella of, in the history of sports.
0: Yeah. Um. I actually want to talk about Sunderland just because they're becoming uh, our friend Luis, who hasn't been on the podcast, but we we have much love, and we have much love for Sunderland. They ain't coming back from this one, are they? I mean, we're now 10 matches in, and they have two points. This is—and it's so weird because they're not that bad. They're bad, but they're not—I mean, they've had injury problems, and they've had so much bad luck but this is just I mean this is this is getting comical it, I mean a goal difference of minus 13 it yeah it's 10 matches in you know I mean it's
1: uh, I'm feel I'm, I'm getting to this uh, now every time I see the score um, I just I'm starting to feel bad for David Moyes because you know we, we get, he had a you know, he can say what he wants at United, and he wasn't a great manager, or whatever. It is. But you know, he's he's better than this. Um, and I actually think um, this is the best for Sutherland is just to just go down and rip it all up and yeah. let and let him let him come and build the build this team back up and let them come back up and he'll keep them there. Um, I think he deserves that opportunity. I don't think he deserves to get sacked at all. I think if they're gonna be this bad, keep them and let him and let him. Pick the team for the championship and let them come up right after, right away, like Newcastle's doing right now.
0: Agree with you 100. percent It's exactly. I mean, and it's Newcastle that is kind of like showing the path. I mean, Newcastle is not just the best team in the championship. They are. I I I am not a stato, so I. But I've heard people say that they're not only the best team in the championship, they're the best team that has ever been in the champ. Like their numbers, are mm. so staggering when compared to the other teams. That it's just that they've, you know, I, I, you know, Benitez, he's he's rebuilt, he's resurrected his. Ironically, he's resurrected his reputation. Not that it would had gone all that south, but he has resurrected his reputation by going down <laughs> by getting relegated with the team. <laughs> um, it'll be very interesting to see them come back up because they they are going to be a blueprint. They're going to be a blueprint. West Ham also did this when they went down. Their blueprint for kind of those Premier League stalwarts who fall on bad times and have to go back down, and it's like, do it, go down, take it. I mean, I'm not suggesting anybody should willingly go down, but um, take it, and then, but take the opportunity to just go, fine, we're going to find ourselves as a team again. We're going to not just buy expensive players and try our best to plug them in. Um, so, yeah, I think you, you, you make a very valid point. Um, Chelsea is well, uh, it's what we were all afraid of he, Conte has you know he's tinkered with it a little bit he's figured out his best side somehow he's got um, somehow it, he's got Diego Costa not just playing very attractive football but actually like walking around like a human being like he doesn't you don't want to punch him in the face every time you look at him he made Diego
1: look he made Diego make look, make him look like Mickey Mouse. A lovable character yeah. now.
0: <laughs> yeah, but he's but he is lovable now. He's like he's he's just like I listen, I know he's I I'm pretty sure he's one yellow card away from a suspension, but I don't think that's it. I think he's dare I say it, happy. Like he just Diego looks he just looks happy and he looks like he's enjoying playing football. Yeah. Um it's it's just it's bad for you and me my friend because a chelsea that is doing what they're doing um you know that's just and 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 conte in a weird way is the anti jose in that he's you know even when when that that moment when jose whispered in his ear you know which that ridiculous you yeah. know yeah um but Conte's like just looked at him like what the hell are you talking about? You know it's like Conte is just this what what we thought Louis van Gaal was, which was just I'm not getting involved in this foolishness. I'm just here to coach my football team and and that's what he does. He's just so low key about it and there's no drama and I I you know and, and he's I will say this. Jose was was what they needed. The first time they had him, he was what they needed. He needed someone to pull attention away from the team. They don't need that right now. These are, you know, these are a bunch of some. You got a couple of mercenaries, but you got a couple, You got a bunch of guys who want to be there. They're happy there. They just want to play football and they don't want the drama. And I, I, I mean, look, they still have to do something with the defense. They just,
1: it's Kale is, you know, is not the guy. No, I mean, I think uh, we should just call him the magic man now. I mean, he he's, he did it with Juventus um, and now he's doing, he did it with Italy with a team that was average and now he's doing it with this Chelsea team. I don't know, who we all knew was not an average team. They just, whatever happened last year, it happened. Um, and he's just, whatever he has, he makes it work. And I think we talked about Fergie as being a man-manager and just putting his head down and Plugging spots. That's what he's doing. He's just yep. plugging people in there, and for some reason, somehow this three defender thing is working, and he's making it work somehow. It, um, and it, I just, I, th- I think maybe because he has the pieces to do it, and that's... and people know where they have to where they have to be in their role in this team, and I think that's what he does. He tells them what your role is, and that's it. And play, go out there and play. But he, but you're right. I mean,
0: I think that is it. He's not forcing a square peg into a round hole. He likes this three defender thing. He tried it, then he went away from it, and now he's come back to it because I think, ironically, David Luiz, in a weird way, makes it work. Um, Mm -hmm. And again, that's the thing. It's like he's one of these managers who is, you know, Arsene Wenger is, this is how we're going to play. You're going to play this way, whether you like it or not. And so you have guys who are always playing slightly out of position. Some, when it works, we have an undefeated season. When it doesn't work, we have the last four seasons. You know, it's just um, – but Conte is, you know, he's he's found the pieces and he's found the – you know, what he's been doing, the 3-5-3 he's been playing now is different than the 3-5-3 he started to do at the beginning of the season. And I think it's a testament to him and it's a testament to these players that they want to um, – you know that they're willing to work with him. I think it's it should, You know, Fabregas doesn't want to leave. For example, I think, you know, he he's that's Fabregas. But also, I think he wants to work. He wants to play on this side. He likes Chelsea, and, uh, you know, I. I think it's very interesting to see, uh, to see where they've come. Again, it's a tough couple weeks for them. Um, Everton. You know they should look. They should beat Everton. They'll definitely beat Middlesbrough. I, 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 but then they have, you know, Tottenham at home and they're away at Man City. Mm -hmm. So again, we're gonna see, we're gonna see what they're made of, uh, to a certain extent.
1: Um, And I know we talked about the antics. You know, his antics is different than Josie's antics. Josie's antics was more, I'm in your face. I'm arrogant. His antics is more of I'm gonna go and enjoy the moment with my team and celebrate with my team, and that's the different of the personalities. I think. I don't think it's his. He has an arrogant personality, and his antics are not for arrogant reasons and throwing in the face of fans and humiliating people. It's more of he's enjoying the moment and he's enjoy, and he wants to enjoy with his players and let them express themselves and he wants to express themselves the same way and show them how much he cares about his about his players as well. I think.
0: I, absolutely. I. I he, he, it's like Klopp. It's like, you know, it's very similar to Klopp in that he's he's got genuine joy in the game. Why would you why would you be insulted by that? You know, is that it's it's the footballing version of political correctness, I think. It's like you know, it's like the uh-oh, you know, don't celebrate against your old team if you score against your your former club. Don't kiss the badge against when you're playing your former club and but it's like, you know, okay, that's I get that, but it's like but don't celebrate. You know, it's like, come on, man. Yeah. Yep. Hi, agree. Um Arsenal I don't. Want, I mean, we've been talking about Arsenal. I mean, they have. They just everything that Wenger. You know, when Wenger gets it right, it's a beautiful thing. He needs. He needs all the pieces to fit to for things to go right. Um, Ozil. It's. It's. I mean, Sanchez is the. Is is what's making everything wor- Is getting the glory deservedly. Ozil, is the player. You know, they're in contract negotiations right now, and I definitely speak for every Arsenal fan that has a brain when I say you give him whatever he wants. If he wants to have sex with your wife, you <laughs> let him because that's what, you know, there are... Right now, there are two players that this team cannot cannot do without for more than a month, and that's Koscielny and that's Ozil. And if we lose Ozil... Because there are rumors that he wants to go back to Real, and there are rumors that Real desperately wants him back. If he goes back to Real, we as 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 rich as we are in the midfielder position, as much as I'd be happy to let Ramsey, you know, kind of take over that role and be very confident in it, man, that goal against Ludogorets was. Did you see it? I saw it. Yes. I mean, that's an unbel- That's 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 an old school Arsenal goal. That's an Ian Wright goal. I mean mm-hmm. that's a Thierry Henry at his best goal. That was just there were three different moments in the in you know in in the run, of, run up to that goal that it was like, up, oh, he could screw it up here. Nope, nope, up, oh, yep. I mean, he put two defenders on their ass and after all, that ended up shooting into an empty net. I, it was just yeah. whatever. and he's so, and here's the other thing. I want to say this in a nice way. I don't know if there's a way to say this in a nice way. He looks like a gremlin. We all know that he looks like a gremlin.
1: When he came I think, here... I think they say Avatar, because that's what Ray Hudson calls him. No, Avatar no, no, no. eyes.
0: No, no, no. He looks like... He looks like... What was the name of the... I forget the name of Gizmo? The, Gizmo? Gizmo. You know, the cute <laughs> one, but nonetheless, yeah. like a gremlin. Big black yeah. eyes and everything. But here's the thing. When he came from Real, he was... He was less like gizmo and more like Gollum. he was an unattractive (laughs) ugly 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 man and i think if you want proof if he wants to go back to real just show him pictures of how he used to how he looked when he came here and just go this is how you looked when we rescued you and now look at you you're a handsome man i mean there are many heterosexual men I'm not sure if I'm included. I, if he gave me the opportunity, I, I'd have to think about it. But I, I, I feel confident saying that there are now many heterosexual men who would give it up for him. And, you know, this is all the reason not to go back to Real Madrid, so that you could be the thing that women want and that men kind of think about.
1: <laughs> I guess not. That, that, I mean, I, I, that's the opposite between being in Spain and being in England, right? And you'd think it wouldn't be like that. <laughs> and yet there you have it. Uh um, no, I mean I think I've always been on his on his uh side the minute he got here and he's been the whipping boy for quite a few years, his first few years for yeah, yeah. the Arsenal fans and I and, and it's just keep on, you know, and I think also if you you see him. He was talking about his earlier days, and then you look at his earlier days. He was this skinny guy. Like now, he's a he's a, he. You know, he put some work in the gym. He and any 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 and, and, he, and he's into his fitness, and now he's just reaping the rewards yeah. of, of 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 his of his of his hard work right now. And and he's always had those moments of of great goals. He did it at Verna Brenham um, in a different way. Uh, and that's led to his you know his his transfer to Real and Real. He was just. They just, you know, just feed Ronaldo, and now he's, now you're seeing him as what he truly is, and he's one, of, he is, maybe the, you know, best midfielder in the world.
0: Yeah, I mean, he very well might be. Um, I, you know, I got nothing but love for him. I, the, all the jokes aside, I, he is. I remember one of the, uh, one of my neighbors in my building, kid, you know, uh, he, he, he's an Arsenal fan, and he got an Ozil jersey right when he signed, and those first. Three four months he was terrible, and I said, "Don't worry, hang on to that jersey. You're gonna be proud of that jersey soon enough." And I saw him a couple of days ago, and he's like, "I still wear my Ozil jersey even though it's too small." And I was <laughs> like, yeah, I keep wearing that. Um, it. I, I. You know. A quick walk through Arsenal fixtures. Um, so we got the North London derby this weekend, and then we're away at you guys uh, yep. um, after the interlull. Um, but then after that, I mean, look, November is the is the time of death for Arsenal <clears throat> but we're we're at home to PSG and we don't care
1: yeah. um, that could be a nil no drop Both teams may not care at that time
0: yeah. and then you know Bournemouth Southampton West Ham Basel Stoke Everton we don't have another real I mean I'm not diminishing some of these are going to be tough West Ham and, and Everton but we don't really have a match we have to freak out about until the end of December we're against City and even then we followed up with West Brom, Crystal Palace, Bournemouth, Swansea, Burnley, and Watford through yep. January. Um,
1: like I said, this is the time to create the gap.
0: That's And we have to. And that's what we didn't do last year. Last year we fell apart at that January time. Um, because, but it, it's, uh, it, look, this is, if Arsenal's going to do it, and we say it every year, oh, they got to do it this year. Actually, this year is turning out to be very interesting because, and we'll move on to Liverpool next, but you have you have four incredibly strong teams. Yep. Um, in you have four incredibly strong teams in in City, Arsenal, Liverpool, and I think Spurs followed very very closely. Even and Spurs are in fifth. Chelsea is in fourth. So four and a half incredibly strong teams. Um, Watford are still enough to cause trouble for people. Everton are going to cause trouble for people. United, I do expect United to to crawl up no matter who's in charge. Leicester, if they start finding their feet, they're going to start causing trouble for people. Um, and this is a time when if you, could, if you could... What Arsenal have never done is win the matches you're supposed to win. If they win the matches they're supposed to win, we'll be in very good shape.
1: You know and i think I, I think i've yeah i think i've said in the past i mean you don't need to beat the top four to win the championship you got to beat the lower yeah. half yeah. and be, and and get the three points there and that's like i said you create the gap there by being a team you're supposed to and if you do that you will be there right up in may maybe holding the trophy and i i mean i think and it's a, and i think Fergie has done that i mean United that has I, one year they did not be, they did they did not beat one single Top four, yeah. uh, top four team, and they won the league. Yeah. yeah. So it
0: could be done. Um, really quickly, Liverpool. Um, I, I don't, you know, when we get a Liverpool supporter on, I'll talk more about Liverpool. But we have to give them credit. They are, you know, it is what we thought would happen this year. Um, they basically, I, it's clear now what Klopp's attitude is. I cannot, we cannot play defense. We cannot defend, so we're just going to score more goals than you. That philosophy worked pretty well for Spurs for a while. It worked pretty well for Arsenal for a while. And I'm not suggesting that you can win the league doing that, but you could certainly get yourself to the January transfer window doing that and then drop 30 million pounds on a solid defender, and then, you know, all bets are off.
1: Yeah, and there's also different ways than what they're doing. Is They play the high press to begin with, so they're, they're he's just telling the midfield to suffocate and get the ball kind of like, You know, kind of like how, you know, Barcelona, yes, it's a great team, but they were never that great defensively. And they just, when they lost the ball, they got it back in five seconds. And this is what this Liverpool team is trying to do. They're trying to camouflage the defense by doing this high press and constantly going on people and saying, we're fitter than you. You, You're going to, we're going to make you run. We're going to run ragged all over you until you make one, that one mistake. And they're capitalizing on that. And I think this year they're playing, um, because I think we we always touch on it, they don't have this great superstar. Everyone was, confu- was confused on the club transfer policy and what is he doing? He didn't bring anyone in that he that you thought he would have brought in as far as a big name. He didn't, he didn't bring in Mario Gota. That one fell through. Um, but he just took this team and said – and, 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 and they're believing in him. They're believing in him. They believe, The players are believing what he says. And they're playing like a true team in my opinion and without no true superstar.
0: Yeah. Um, the last team we have to talk about is Man City, but I hate Man City, so we're not talking about Man City. Um, Jason, thank you very much for joining us. I do no have problem. to say, um, I, I do want to point out that it's, as we're recording this, it's the top of the fifth inning in the World Series, the final game, and Chicago's leading 5-1, to one, and so, uh, so this could be the
1: historical the- podcast, then. I'm sorry? This could be the historical podcast.
0: Could be very historic, um... We could be the reason, um, in which case Zach is going to be pissed. I'm going to wait to record the intro, um, so you're going to actually, you who are listening, will have already heard me pontificate upon the <laughs> final score. Um, but if it is, if it goes against Cleveland's way, please, Zach, please know that we all genuinely, genuinely, genuinely feel bad for you. And all we could say is, look, you're Cleveland. You had. Come on. You've had enough luck already, haven't you? I mean, LeBron is – can you at least console yourself with that? Uh, Jason, thank you very much. Good luck this weekend. Yes, you too. And uh, we'll talk to you when we talk to you. Yep.